Hello and welcome to Woodrow's Wishlist, the second episode of this NBA podcast. I'm Evan Woodson, and in today's show, going to be a short one today, I'm just going to talk about some of the players I expect to break out from each conference, and uh, some of the best benches in the NBA heading into this season that I really like. So let's get right into the show. Uh, starting with uh, some of the players that I really like to break out this year, uh, starting in the Eastern Conference, um, kind of an obvious one, but a guy I like to talk about anyway, uh, Jason Tatum. You know, watching Tatum's growth throughout the year, as soon as they lost Gordon, and then, you know, his growth when Kyrie went down and he was, besides Al Horford, the best player in the playoffs, um, he was sensational, especially in that Cavs series. Like, every time he touched the ball, you just thought no one can guard him. He can do whatever he wants. And, you know, I don't really get why everyone's overrating him. He's I don't think he's overrated at all. I think that he's going to have a amazing season coming in this year. He's going to be the second leading scorer on the Boston Celtics after Kyrie Irving. You know, and I already think that he's going to be better than um, Gordon coming off of injury. I think he's going to be a go-to scorer on this Boston Celtics team. And, you know, he just shows all of the abilities to be a perennial all-star and MVP candidate for years to come. Uh, you know, everyone was talking about Sim- Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. No one was really talking about uh, Jason Tatum. But, you know, he was the best. Out of the three of them, I think he was the best player in the playoffs this year. You know, maybe save for Donovan Mitchell. But leading his team, you know, to the Eastern Conference, uh, you know, along with Al Horford and guys like that, was a pretty sensational run for the Celtics team. Uh, you know, they're going to be the best team in the East next year. Uh, you know, I think Jason Tatum will be an all-star. I have him around, you know, 18 to 20 points a game, a second-leading score after Kyrie Irving this season. And, you know, I don't think he's overhyped at all. Just watching this guy put in work, you know, he's putting in a lot of work in the offseason. You see him working with guys like Kobe. I just think that this is going to be the year that he just absolutely breaks out. And don't don't be surprised to see him as an MVP candidate as early as next season. Uh, then the second guy I want to talk about in the East, uh, Aaron Gordon. You know, he's a guy that I really think has just made exponential strides this year. He's going to be amazing coming into this season. You know, he was 17-10 and 10 last season. Uh, he's going to be the best player on the Orlando Magic for sure. And I think he's going to be at about 20-10. and 10. And I would not be surprised to see him as an all-star and to see uh, Orlando compete for the playoff spot this year. Uh, you know... He comes into the league very athletic, very hyped from college, you know, had a rough couple of years, but, you know, he's really worked on his game. He's mega athletic. He's developed a three-point shot. He can play the small forward. He can play the power forward. Um, you know, he's a guy that, and I've seen videos of him in the summer. He looks sensational. I have very high hopes for a guy like Aaron Gordon coming in. I think he's only going to get better. Uh, he's still quite young. And this is going to be the year that you're going to see an absolute breakout from him. Don't be surprised to see Aaron Gordon in the All-Star game this year. And don't be surprised to see Orlando in the playoffs this year. Uh, Going into the Western Conference, uh, I want to talk about Brandon Ingram. As a guy I think is going to absolutely break out this year. Uh, You know, he's shown, he's been a little bit injury prone, but he's shown stretches last year. You know, when he was going at KD, when they were going at the Warriors, of just absolute sensational. Uh, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to come in, you know, he's going to be, I think he's going to be the second best player in this Lakers team after LeBron. And I think LeBron's going to really help his growth. Uh, you know, LeBron's talked about him joining him as an all-star and I think you're going to see that 
not probably not this season, but next season. I think he's going to be about 18 points a game this year. You know, he can carry, bring the ball up the floor. He's got great length. You know, a lot of people compare him to KD. Uh, you know, he's still very young. Uh, you know, looks like he's working out a lot this offseason. And I think he's going to come into the season as an absolute killer. The Lakers are going to be able to play him at a multitude of positions. You know, he's going to be able to bring the ball up the floor. He's going to be a playmaker. He's going to be asked to do a lot for this Lakers squad. And I think he's going to rise to the challenge as LeBron's number two. And, uh, you know, carry the Lakers deep into a playoff run. And then the obvious one, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, don't be surprised to see him as an all-star this year. I know that the West is very stacked. And, you know, guys like Booker are also on the come up. But a guy like Donovan Mitchell, don't be surprised to see him at 25, 26 points a game this year. He was the best player in a playoff series that had Russell Westbrook and Paul George. He took over for this Utah Jazz team who didn't really have a lot. They, they relied on him so much, and he really was up to the challenge. He absolutely killed it. Um, don't be surprised to see him as an all-star. Uh, you know, Utah is about going to be about the 4-5 to five seed is where I kind of have them. And also, I have him as a top 10 MVP candidate. I think this, this is going to be the year that he just absolutely kills it. 25 to 26 points a game. Carries this Utah team very far. Uh, they're poised for a nice run, and he's poised for a breakout season in which we're going to be comparing him to some of the best guards in the NBA. So those are some of the players I like to break out this year. Um, there's a couple others that I'm going to talk about later. Um, but let's focus on some of the benches. Um, on my Instagram page, I did a list of... Uh, some of the best benches in the NBA. You know, these are my opinions on some of the best benches on the NBA. Uh, going to start once again in the Eastern Conference uh, with the Indiana Pacers. You know, the Pacers are just gearing up for an amazing season. You know, they didn't lose anyone in their starting lineup. And now they gain a bench that's going to be absolutely sensational and one of the best in the NBA. You know, starting with their front court with Sabonis and Kyle O'Quinn, they're just going to be able to rebound the ball so well. They're going to be able to post up those guys. They're going to be on the offensive boards. They're going to constantly be keeping defenses busy, and which is going to show a lot when, you know, when they're playing against teams like Boston, who's going to go a little bit smaller, and they're going to match up well with a team like Toronto who likes to go bigger. You know, They can kind of do, they can have those guys to match up with almost any team in the Eastern Conference. Those guys are going to be absolute killers. You know, you bring in a guy like uh, Dougie McBuckets, who's literally just going to come off the bench and shoot threes. He's going to add the three-pointer to this squad, and he's going to be a spot-up shooter. You know, he can plug him in with the starters. He's going to be a guy that can play off DeMontis, or uh, Victor Oladipo really well. You know, he can play, replace Bogdan Bandanovich when they need him to. So that's another great pickup. Uh, Tyreek Evans, a guy who was a six-man-of-the-year candidate last year, was an absolute killer for Memphis. He's going to be their, the go-to scorer off this bench for uh, Indiana. And, you know, they're not going to skip a beat when they when uh, Oladipo goes to the bench. I think this Tyreek Evans is a great pickup for them. He's going to be an absolute stud and a top five, six man of the year candidate for this team. And, you know, your point guards, you pick up Aaron Holiday, who shows a lot of promise. And you keep Corey Joseph, who's a veteran. You know, they just, they're so solid at every position. And don't, don't be surprised to see this bench as a difference maker in a playoff series. Uh, this Indiana Pacers team is going to be very deep and very hard to beat, and no one's going to want to see them in the playoffs. Uh, you know, and then the Toronto Raptors, you know, we saw what their bench did last year, the bench mob. They were absolutely sensational, and, you know, they only get better. You know, I know they lose Jakob Pertl, but they, they uh, are going to move OG Ananobi to the bench most likely with the addition of Danny Green, 
and he's going to be an absolute killer. You know, he's he's ready to go this season. This bench is going to stay the way they are. You know, Fred Van Fleet, DeLon Wright, these guys are only going to get better. They're young. They're athletic. They like to go at it. They're not afraid of anything. You know, you saw Van Fleet go at LeBron in the playoffs last year. He's not afraid of anything. This bench mob is going to be absolutely sensational once again and could be the difference between Toronto making it to the uh, finals. Then the Celtics, you know, same thing. Bench was absolutely sensational. And now, you know, with their starters back and hopefully with everyone healthy, this bench will be able to stay intact. You know, you have Terry Rozier, absolute stud of a playmaker, Marcus Smart. Who doesn't want Marcus Smart on their bench? You know, you bring Mark Morris back to the bench now. You have Baines, you have Tice. Just so much depth, so much athleticism, a lot of youth. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to be challenging Toronto's bench. They're going to be challenging Indiana's bench. It's going to be really fun to see some of these top teams in the conference, you know, how their benches compete, because I could definitely see some of these playoff series coming down to who has the better bench and who can relieve their starters or their duties a little bit better. So this, you know, this Celtics bench, Terry Rozier, you know, I know Kyrie's coming back, but I think he's going to have an absolutely sensational year off the bench. He's going to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Marcus Smart, you know, he's just going to be able to attack it, and a guy like Morris is going to be able to score the ball, you know, nicely coming off the bench. With rebounders and bangers such as Tice and uh, Aaron Baines, I think the Celtics are, their bench is poised for another deep playoff run and, you know, maybe champ, maybe even a championship season this year. We will see. And the final team, uh, the Cleveland Cavs, you know, they had a good bench last year and I think their bench only gets better. You know, a lot of question marks. I, I think Sexton will start if he does. You know, you have George Hill coming off the bench, a very steady veteran who can score the ball, who can bring up the rock. Um, you know, he'll be a, a potential six-man candidate. You know, you got a guy like Rodney Hood poised to break out this year. I think Rodney Hood's going to have a great year. Uh, you know, and then you have guys like Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson, who I know were not great last year, but expect to see big minutes from them coming off the bench. I just think this bench is very deep and very well-rounded with guys eager to prove post-LeBron that this Cleveland team can do a lot of stuff. And I think this bench could be the difference between them missing the playoffs and making the playoffs. So, you know, very excited to watch this Cleveland Cavaliers bench go. Uh, you know, I think a guy like Jordan Clarkson is kind of eager to show. Same with a guy like Rodney Hood. You know, they were great bench scorers come to Cleveland. Didn't have great years. Were terrible in the playoffs. I think they're going to be eager to show people what they can do. And uh, don't be surprised to see this bench be one of the best in the NBA once again. Uh, going to the Western Conference... You know, some of the benches I really like, I'll start with the Denver Nuggets. You know, IT's most likely going to come off the bench. I think they're going to stay with Jamal Murray as their starting point guard. He's the best bench player in the NBA to me. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a, he's going to, he's coming off a season where, you know, everyone's doubted him and now people are questioning whether he belongs in this league or not. I think he's going to be an absolute killer off the bench. Don't be surprised to see him score 20 points a game off this bench. Uh, you know, with the way that Denver plays, a lot of threes, a lot of scoring, up and down. It's going to fit IT perfectly. He's going to be an absolute killer. He's my runaway candidate for six man of the year this year. And I think he's just going to get after it. You know, another team that I like, Spench, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. They're always solid off the bench. And with Greg Popovich, you know, he just gets these guys to do what they need to do. A lot of three-point shooting coming off this bench, which I like. And, you know, Bellinelli, Mills... Bryn Forbes, these are all guys that are automatic from behind the three-point line, and this bench is going to be able to run up and down the floor. They're going to shoot a lot of threes, and they're going to be able to tire teams out. I really like the pickup of Jakob Pertl for this team. I think he's going to have a sensational year with Greg Popovich. He's, you know, He was a very efficient player when he played for Toronto, an excellent offensive rebounder. He's only going to get better, 
and look to see him get a lot of minutes with Pau Gasol. With Pau Gasol as a starting center, you're going to see a lot of Jakob Pertl this year, and I think he's going to be an absolute killer. And then a, a rookie like Lonnie Walker, who's showing absolute promise. He's going to be a great player coming off the bench, backing up Rudy Gay, you know, maybe getting some starts, some games. He's going to be very good. He's going to be ready to go. Look out for this Spurs bench to once again be sensational. And then the uh, Utah Jazz. You know, the Utah Jazz's bench was very good in the playoffs last year. You saw stuff out of Exum and Burke that you didn't really see all year, but they were amazing against Houston. You know, Exum's only going to get better. Burks is only going to get better. These are going to be. This is going to be a great bench backcourt. I think one of the best bench backcourts in the league. Um, so watch out for those two. You know, depending on what happens with them, if Jay Crowder starts or if he comes off the bench. If he does come off the bench, you know, he's he's one of the better bench players in the NBA. He's got the toughness. He's experienced. He can shoot the three. You know, he was an absolute killer in the playoffs. He had some monstrous games. I think he had a couple 30-point games in the Jazz's runs in the playoff last year. You know, and then like a guy like Royce O'Neal, it's just they get guys to play. They get guys to buy in. They share the ball amazingly. And this Utah Jazz team is going to be poised for a deep run. And this bench is going to be one of the best benches in the league once again. And, you know, this is kind of, I think, my pick for the best bench in the conf- in the uh, NBA and the Lakers. They're just so deep, so experienced. You know, a guy like Ron- Rajon Rondo, he could start on a handful of teams. He's an excellent point guard. Uh, you know, he's going to be a great fit for LeBron. He's going to be able to carry the second u- unit. You know, a guy like Josh Hart, who was absolutely one of the best players in S- Summer League this year, Summer League MVP, you know, he's going to be a killer this year. I really like Josh Hart. I like him more than I like Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I think you're going to see a lot of Josh Hart, a lot of Groban there. And then a guy like Kyle Kuzma, you know. as It looks like it looks like Kyle Kuzma is going to be coming off the bench, but he's going to be playing starter minutes, and he's going to be closing out games. Kyle Kuzma is an absolute killer. He's going to be a candidate for sixth man of the year this year as well. I really like I really like what he's doing in his offseason. He's going to come in the league, and he's going to be a 15-point, 16-point-per-game scorer once again next year. And then a guy like Michael Beasley, you know, he can just come off the bench and score. Fits right into the, what the Lakers want to do. If he's not playing well, they don't need to play him. You know, this Lakers bench is going to be absolutely sensational. They got a little bit of everything, scoring, playmaking, shooting. This bench is going to be absolutely sensational. And it's going to be one of the reasons the Lakers make a deep run. Uh, so thanks for listening to this edition of Woodrow's Wishlist. Uh, once again, I'm Evan Woodson. You can find me on Twitter at GringoTime or on Instagram at NBATalk49, or at WoodrowThePlayer. Feel free to send me a message, hit me in the DMs. If there's anything you want to talk about, uh, debate about basketball, I'm always always down for that. So uh, shoot me a message, and thanks for listening, guys.